0: hello everybody and welcome back welcome back to another week welcome back to another solo episode welcome back to if i didn't laugh i'll cry i know you missed me you don't have to say it you missed the solo ones i miss you guys too i'm recording this in my room so if it sounds different it's because i've changed the 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 recording atmosphere yeah i wanted to chill in my bed whilst recording how cool is that how cool that I get to sit in bed and record this. You know what I mean? Like, that's just mad. Anyway, the passion is still passioning. So here we are, another week. How are we all doing? I hope you're all doing okay. And if you're not doing okay, maybe you should come on the podcast. Maybe you should consider coming on the podcast, right? As for me, I'm doing, I'm not very well. I'm doing okay. Right, I don't know if I told you a lot, but the spa cancelled my trip. I had a whole day booked, I was gonna read. I think I already told you guys. Um, but I look in my emails and it's saying that I had another day booked for the 9th of October. I don't remember booking that, and it was in crew, it was in crew. Which is mad because I called <laughs> I called the Manchester one, the Manchester location to be like, yo, I want to book my day now. And they're like, mm, you seem to have already been booked in and it doesn't seem to be our location. And I was like, can you tell me who it is? No, we can't do that. We can't do that. <laughs> we just know that the person who you're booked with is not here. So that was that so I have to sort that out but if I can't even book it I'm fuming already I'm already sad. Anywho I have got things to get off my chest and I'm gonna say it with my chest and it's mad because I've said this rant before but I took it out I edited it out. Because I got shook. She me timbers. I'm going to be completely honest and candid. I got shook. Because what I was ranting about, what I was getting off my chest, I was like, ee, 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 this one can get me in trouble. But I'm ready now. I'm ready to open up and get off my chest because I don't care anymore. Yeah? What I want to get off my chest is cancel culture. What is cancel culture all about? It is so toxic. Cancel culture is so toxic. Like, how can you cancel a grown woman who said things or did things that were untoward when they were like 12 or 13? I feel like if we're going to tell people that, you know, people grow, people learn, and we want people to learn and grow, right? Why would you hold 30-year-old Tawonga accountable for 12-year-old Tawonga? Do you understand? And what things was 12-year-old Tawonga going through for her to do cancelable things? What was she, like, what was happening in her life? For her to start saying or doing cancelable things, have you lot investigated that? Whilst you lot are wishing this person to die, did you lot investigate that? That's crazy. That is crazy. It doesn't sit well with me at all. I feel like we ought to ask the right questions in it. Because at the end of the day, if people are still bad and they are cancelable, it will come to light it will come to light. But let's not forget that the cancer culture people are the people who put people on anyway. <laughs> you like the people who putting people on, and then you turn into trolls and just start hating. And you know what? Let me not say too much. Let me not say too much. Yeah. I remember having this conversation um with, I think it was Dalu, And Dali was like, yeah, but if you deep it, if they don't apologize, then all the opportunities will like stop because people cut ties with them, like all the, the um, endorsement deals and all these promos, all these things, yeah? The sponsors, yeah, they'll stop working with them. But my 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 way of thinking is that's a little bit of an injustice, do you know what I mean? But then again, right, I I I want money in my life, but it's not that deep. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did something silly, said silly things like I've been saying in it. Hurt people, hurt people. And when things are happening, you tend to say things, you tend to do things. But what I will be sorry for is things that I personally did knowing that was wrong. Some things we don't know that it's wrong. Why are we cancelling people for that? Anyway, anyway, swiftly moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Um, I trolled reddit you know the communities that I'm in and stuff and I've got some stories that I want to read out that caught my eye do you know what I mean right and you lot can formulate your own support help or whatever yeah now this one is written by a female a woman and it reads oh who do I think I am before I even read any of these out let me let me tell you my own if I didn't laugh I'd um cry embarrassing story right now this one <laughs> I think a lot of my stories like no one knows about them because I never said them out loud because I was just like that was so dead that was so embarrassing <laughs> why did you try that Good thing no one was watching because if somebody was watching and somebody witnessed this, then it would be even worse, right? But that's why I started a podcast, right? So I can reveal to you a lot. And you know what? <laughs> it's my podcast. So here we go. I remember when I was younger, I used to um I well, not me personally or specifically, but we used to look after this little girl um who was whose mum was friends with our mum, right? As you can imagine, when you're looking after a little girl, you'll have little girl supplies in your house, i.e. nappies, formula, the such, and the like, yeah? So, your girl was sick and tired, absolutely livid with the fact that during nighttime when I'm asleep, I have to get up and walk to the toilet. Like, what is that about? Let me cut a corner here. Let me just, you know what I mean? Because I believe in working smart and not necessarily hard, I decided that it was a good idea for me to find a method, yeah? To find a solution to the getting up at night thing. You know what I mean? Do you get it, yeah? (laughs) So I eyed the nappies and the nappies eyed me. And I eyed the nappies even more. And the nappies said, yeah, you know for a fact, you know for a fact this is a good idea. And I said, bet. I know for a fact this is a good idea so what do I go and do I take one nappy and I go into the toilet right and I try <laughs> I tried my best to make this nappy work I didn't realize that the sizes of the nappies actually meant <laughs> something because I was thinking "Rock, <laughs> why isn't why isn't this going around me <laughs> it was built for a kid that's why so because you know I thought It's obviously high in absorbency, right? I've seen how much is in there when this little girl wakes up in the morning. It's packed. It's packed to the max. So it's going to handle my ting fam. Anyway, so it obviously didn't work. I was so disappointed. So I kept it pushing. But (laughs) the fact that I even tried it, the fact that I still remember it. Listen, the biggest if I didn't laugh, I'd cry story. I don't know when I'm going to drop that, but that one is you know what let me not say too much I've said too much so I've been talking to this guy for a couple of months and we've been spending a lot of time together so I spent the night at his house and I have this dream that I'm on the toilet using the bathroom only for me to wake up and it's not a dream <laughs> now I just screenshotted some stories that looked really interesting And now I'm reading them to you lot for the first time. So what? You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of Deanna's episode. This is what happened to... This is Deanna, isn't it? Deanna, are you part of the Reddit community? (laughs) Show yourself. Reveal yourself. This is you, fam. You cannot lie, Deanna. I've got you. Right? So Deanna carries on writing. Only for me to wake up and it's not a dream. I pissed off all in the bed. I can't believe it. This is 100% her. I was so embarrassed that I helped him take the sheets off and immediately got in the shower. On my way to take a shower, he smacked my bum and said, hey, things happen. No, that doesn't sound like Diana. (laughs) Once I got out of the shower, I start getting dressed because I'm trying to leave ASAP at this point. He asked me why I was getting dressed and my response was, that's what you do after you take a shower. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. But that's not what we do. We only get dressed if we're leaving the bedroom. So then he says, you don't have to go to work yet. So where are you going, right? Where are you going? Where are you off to? Because because I know us, right? When we leave this bedroom, we don't get dressed unless you're leaving for work right or unless you're off somewhere you know what I mean something's not adding up here Marjorie something's not adding up right so um he says you don't have to go to work yet so where are you going at the end of it or he cuddled me and made me feel a little bit better about it I offered to buy him new sheets and he declined my offer I still bought him new new set of sheets, because I feel terrible, part of me wants to ghost him after I give him the new sheets, but the other part of me is like, oh, he's so sweet for trying to make me feel better, what would you do? I feel like there's not that many people that would make you feel great, or try to make you feel better about a awful situation, do you get it? Like, some people would definitely be like, what are you doing? Like, some people would try and make you feel that way, right, but other people, the fact that he said he didn't make it a big deal, the fact that he understood I feel like this one is on you just it's a you problem. You are embarrassed because obviously you are a grown up and you wish you hadn't done that, right, but he hasn't made you feel like he hasn't made you feel like that is embarrassing, obviously he doesn't look at it as an embarrassing thing. Right? oh my gosh, I think I've already told this story. I can't keep up with what stories I've told you lot. Like my mouth is open. My mouth is open for business. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm saying <laughs> However, I remember um I had a 25th birthday right, we came to celebrate in Liverpool um, and it was a good night, I honestly feel like I've said this story before but maybe I've just said it so many times, to so many different people that it's all getting a little mixed up but yeah anyway and we go out, we have a lot of fun but I didn't sleep the whole weekend, I think all in all it was like nine hours that I slept that weekend And I got back to Reading and, you know, Olivia was sleeping. I'm good. I'm sleeping. And I remember it's like there were no dreams. It was blackout. And I wake up and I'm thinking something feels wet. Then I start thinking that I'm lucid dreaming. Like, it's all good. Like, I'm not wet real life. I'm just lucid dreaming. I'm just... (laughs) And then I was like, no, this wet feeling is not going away. I feel down and I am... drenched I was in such a deep sleep in such a deep sleep at 25 years old that I had wet the bed right and in the shadows in a dark room all I hear is it's I wonder what you're doing I'm thinking, Ollie. <laughs> no i give it. this story is actually a true story but <laughs> yeah bro I was so I was like thinking at my big age my mind trying to rationalise it, I was like, "Did Olivia come out of her bed and come in my bed?" And then, and I was thinking, that's not like, come on. I try to blame it on this, that, and the other. Yeah, no. When you wet the bed, you've wet the bed in it. There's no one to hide, but I nowhere to hide. However, I would think that that is somebody you want to keep around because if you're embarrassed about wetting the bed, wait till you give birth yeah (laughs) your dignity is out of the window so if you've got somebody who understands and accepts you and doesn't try to make you feel like crap for weighing the bed now that's somebody who's gonna make you feel empowered when you're giving birth that's for sure so I would keep that man around yeah right moving on to the next story I'm not sure who this embarrassed more This memory randomly came to me today and I wanted to bury my face in a pillow and die. Listen, listen, you just need a sniper immediately right there and then, because what? When I was about 16, I was standing in my parents' room waiting for my mom to get her clothes out of the basket so I could take mine to my room. Nice, nice that you had a mom that did your laundry, right? I had to do my mom's laundry. (laughs) Wow, 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 this must be nice. (laughs) my dad walked in and picked up a thong and said oh why don't you wear these they're sexy to my mom and she replied what (laughs) what (laughs) What? (laughs) what have i just read how comfortable is this family my dad My dad would not pick up a thought. My dad just wouldn't. And he wouldn't make that comment in front of us to my mom. Like, that is just unheard of. What kind of sweet home Alabama family is these? God damn it. Anyway. (laughs) Right. She replied, because they're your daughters. This sounds like a British family. A British family at Christmas. <laughs> he threw them down and left the room quickly and I wanted the ground to swallow me in the moment. I hope this memory leaves and never comes back. I don't, I don't think that's yours to be embarrassed about. I do not think that's yours to be embarrassed about. I think that's wholeheartedly your dad's fault for it, assuming. I would be dead. Dead. I would be absolutely dead be in stitches laughing at that and I'll be like oh dad and then dad said and then Mum said I would absolutely think that's just funny right I would be laughing that moment there would be no if I didn't laugh I'd cry it would just be if I don't laugh I'll laugh even harder you know what I mean so I don't think that's for you to be embarrassed about I think you need to let that go I think you need to bring it up to the dad and be like, dad, 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 dad. Remember that time when you picked up my thong and they thought you thought it was mum's? Did mum ever start wearing thongs? Did she start? She didn't get the, she didn't get the memo, dad? Oh, that's so funny. I will just keep embarrassing him a little bit more, more and more. You know what I mean? It could be a cherished, fond family memory because... Apparently, your mum does laundry and your dad just casually picks up knickers. You know what I mean? Since it's so normal, you might as well make these jokes with him. (laughs) But that is really, really embarrassing for him. That is so embarrassing for him. I think if my dad did that, I would absolutely die. It would just make me laugh. So that one is jokes, really jokes, and not at all embarrassing for you. I think definitely your dad wanted me to come and choke him out. Your dad needed me, he needed angry to Wanga to walk in the room. Ah, hindsight. Oh, wishful thinking. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Where were we last time? I think last time I was covering off some toxic friendships, maybe just talking about some dynamics, friendship dynamics. And you know what? Let me just clarify this. These friendships weren't always toxic at all. Right? But it's just in hindsight there were a lot of things I suppose that were happening that were a little odd that I don't think friends should put you through, right? At all. Like, um, I don't know if you remember in um Alex's episode. If you don't remember, go back when Alex was like, she used to tell her mom that, oh, my mom calls, tell her I'm sleeping at your house. Now, funny enough, I don't remember that because I don't, then I don't think that she must have taken a massive piss. Or maybe I had found my voice to be like, bro, like, what are you doing? But I don't massively remember that. However, I remember that Sharice was really, like, she loved doing things like that. I'm going off to so-and-so's house and it's a boy. You know what I mean? Or I'm at so-and-so's house. My dad's just called me asking where I am and I've told him I'm at your house right if he calls you can you just let him know I'm at your house and I'm thinking what and I was never comfortable with that you know what I mean because I'm thinking in my little true crime brain if something was to actually physically happen to you and I'm your alibi (laughs) that's how I'm finished then because it's my family it's it's us who will get the the grief of being questioned of what happened she says she was here what happened then so you lot just let us sneak out what happened we can't answer for that do you know what I mean but I think because I really wanted to be a good friend I would just let these things happen for a little while I just let myself like get immersed in all of it because and at the same time I think I am a pro pro fun right I do believe that people need to explore people need to grow so therefore people are gonna Do things that are pushing boundaries, etc. But I feel like if you're a friend and you're asking for another person to lie for you, I'm just not convinced that that is nice and that's a good thing to do by your friend. And I'm not sure that I ever asked my friends to do that for me. I think the only person that I asked to be my alibi is probably my little brother. That's a story for another day. (laughs) But this was. Me telling him my exact plan. And before I do it, this is what I'm planning to do. This is who I'm planning to go and see. This is the time I want to come back home and make sure that this is this. We need to put things in place. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't leave then just put him in an awkward spot if he's like, oh, by the way, mom and dad are looking for you. And I'm like, well, tell them, tell them I'm with this person. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. And I feel like if you allow the person to have the choice and to... This reminds me of a juicy, juicy story. Now, do you know what? I've given you the code names, but I feel like it's a little bit unfair to use the code names in some of these stories because I feel like it would be very easy to figure out if a person wanted to. So I'm going to give these people the respect. However... However, these are also my memories. This is not to be cutty or shady. It's just the reality of what was happening in my life, right? So I remember one time, because I was working as a, um, like a living nanny for a family who were also living in the town that I was living in. And at the same time, I was working as a, um, like I would say, a weekend live-in babysitter in London right? And I remember being in London because I used to get picked up on Friday night, get taken to London. And then on Sunday night, I would get picked up, get taken back to the living nanny situation that had going on. Your girl was grafting. Grafting. And this was like, (laughs) I think this was like 19. Your girl was grafting. No, I think it was 18. Actually, it was quite early on. 18, 19, that age. Yes. So now I'm traveling back from London, going back to where I was working, you know, as my full time occupation. And I get, I think it was a, either a message or a call, right. From one of the friends that I had. And they're like, by the way, I've just told my man that I am with you tonight. Yeah. Could you go on Twitter and tweet girls night in? And I'm thinking, what? (laughs) But because I'm in on this, cool. But then I ask, okay, so where are you really? My girl is with another guy. And I was like, okay, listen, I don't think this is a good idea. I think, I've, you know what? I wouldn't say that I'm a prude. Yeah. I've got a kid. Surely not. Right. However, I feel like my morals are always battling against me, even if I don't make the right decisions and don't make the right choices but I think I do get the morals tagging tagging at me so I said to my girl bro I don't think what you're doing is a good idea I feel like it's dangerous right because at some point you're bound to slip up she said don't you worry about me worry about you yeah just go and put the tweet out (laughs) so I said okay cool say less turns out my girl was was yeah let's leave it there and I thought to myself wow I even tweeted girls 19 imagine imagine I even tweeted girls 19 so it's just a little bit mad when people ask you to lie for them but that's just one example of why I think that some of these friendships were toxic however let's do meanwhile at home meanwhile at home I am getting myself, this is when I started becoming interested in boys, like actively interested in boys, like fancying them and seeing my whole future with them, (laughs) but I love him, I love him dad, this is the age, I think I was like 13, yeah, when the feelings are really coming in and crashing waves, and you just can't breathe, you can't breathe, this is the era when you fancy celebrities, Chris Brown, Chris Brown was mine, there was just no way he was going to be with anybody, me and Chris Brown were going to meet, we're going to meet each other. Hold
1: up?
0: I was dating this other guy. We won't name him. Actually, I think from this point forward, I probably won't name anybody because, or even give code names because I think it's a little bit easy to like figure out unless I give everybody the same code name. So all the guys can be known as one thing and all the girls can be known as one thing. So it's just really inconspicuous. Hmm. I'll think about that and I'll think about the names or maybe you can suggest the name for a guy, you listeners and suggest the name for a girl right keep me keep me posted but if not I'll just say him her whatever so I was dating this other guy and I remember being so besotted with him did we even ever kiss once whilst we were dating and we're in a relationship no did this stop my dad from threatening to break his legs off no it did not but I do remember one time because I was like but I love him dad I changed his name on my phone It was a Siemens. Who remembers Siemens? Who remembers Siemens? (laughs) It was a Siemens and it was a hand-me-down from my sister. I remember changing his name on the phone from his action name to like Pleasure P. (laughs) From Pretty Ricky. (laughs) So my dad doesn't catch on to be like, who's Pleasure P calling you? Can you imagine? I actually changed his name to Slick'em first and foremost. His name was Slick'em. <laughs> I thought my dad would never clock. <laughs> who's Slick'em? Tonga, who is Slick'em and why is he calling you? So when I deeped that Slick'em was not real, it doesn't sound like a real name, I changed it to Pleasure P. Thinking my dad's gonna be like, that's calm. Pleasure Pete is calling and that's all good. That's funny. But yeah, so I decided to keep my little relationship on the down low. Right? And I don't know who I thought I was, honestly. Remembering back, I'm just like shiver me timbers. 30 year old me would never want this to happen with like Olivia, if that makes sense, right? So. I decided one time that I wanted to go and see him walk I mean, we used to talk, we used to text, we used to have phone calls and the phone calls were lit, he could never say that the phone calls weren't lit, why were you calling me so much if they weren't lit? Why were you talking to me so much on MSN if they weren't lit? And you know, what? I'm going to address all my ex-boyfriends, every single one of you lot. If you listen, you will come up and you know, I'm talking about you. Yeah, you will know I'm talking about you. Because let's, let's discuss some of the toxicity that came my way in it. Let's discuss some of the comments that you lot made. Did you get it? Yeah, <laughs> because you lot were on it. <laughs> you lot were on it. You lot liked me, but it was me who was crazy. Anyway, anyway, let's move on. So I remember one time, little young, little old young me decided that I'm going to go and see him because he's asked me to go around. Deep that. He couldn't come around to me, but he asked me to go around. Yeah, sure. He had his little brothers around and he was looking after them. But he asked me to do the unthinkable during winter. So anyway, I love him. So I got my stuff, packed a bag, a handbag. Not sure why. I don't know what I was putting in there. All I had was a phone stuffed it with an Argos <laughs> anyway and I started trekking now just for context I think I trekked you know what let me google it let me google it whilst I'm let me google it it is 3.5 miles the distance that I walked and it was winter it was winter time And I started walking around, I think it was like 2.30 p.m. By the time I was getting to him, it must have been like, I don't, you know what, let me not even try. I don't remember, but it was dark. And I remember being so shook, so proud of myself that I got there in one piece because I was so shook because of the lengths that I walked. I just walked through some dodgy areas, some dark places, bushes, the lot, right? I remember getting there, but being so shook that, somehow, somewhere at home, my dad has found out that I'm missing, right, and he's already threatened to break off his legs, <laughs> so I was in that house for like 30 seconds, <laughs> I was like, okay, see ya, and I left, I couldn't settle, I couldn't sit down, I was just, I literally was just like, nice home, I've got to go, and I left, and I trekked the same distance all the way back, can you imagine? Bro, when I'm listening to this episode, to this podcast, right, and it's like, and then this little girl, and I just think, why well, would a little girl do that? I was that little girl. It's just a freaking miracle that nothing ever happened to me. But yeah, I was dating somebody like that, and we never kissed. We never, we never even were seen talking to each other in real life, in public. It was just a telephone call thing. <laughs> but I used to love talking to him, Jesus. But yeah, now... i was about to reveal myself here all i know is right this person and i haven't spoken since we haven't spoken since he moved away from where he was living and he moved away he never spoke to me since he sees me in person now and i know he sees me but he doesn't even say hello (laughs) are you ashamed (laughs) it happened it happened you, we it happened, right, what's wrong, <laughs> anyway, that's between him and his God, right, so I was having this little relationship, getting to know him, but I kept this a little bit of a secret as well from anybody else, I think the only person who knew this was my sister, right, no, actually, I think some of my friends knew, but they just didn't know the depth and what the depths. Yeah, I don't know, mate, but around the same time that this is now happening, you know, the two friends that I was talking about, we are getting closer than ever, like, right, we're spending so much time together, this is the dream up Moose days as well, so we are literally, in my language, we call it um, kopoda. yeah, Kupoda is when you have put makeup on where you think, wow, here I've done something, right, we were poddering. Every every chance we get we'll be in those bathrooms pottering, do you get it? I remember one time being at one of the girls' houses and we're standing and I'm on the I'm on the left, right? One of them is in the middle, the other one is on the right, and the one in the middle was like, Oh look. <laughs> this is not funny to me, but this is just like wow, how can that come out of your mouth? She goes, Oh look, we're in prettiness order, starting that side, the right side. We're in prettiness order, she said. Why? Why did that have to be said out loud? Even if you believe that that was the case, why did you have to say that out loud? Do you understand? Like, what is that about? Like, what is that about? And I know that a lot of people will be like, this talk, this stems more about hiring security. But I remember me and this person getting into it a number of times, arguing who's prettier. That's a really stupid argument. I feel like friends... Real life friends should uplift each other. It shouldn't be a competition. Because if you're really arguing with me about who's prettier, right? And then at the same time, well, you want to be the prettiest. So do I, in fact. I want to be the prettiest too. However, at the same time, you decide to make such a comment on saying, look, we're in prettiness order. It means, hey, it's either you don't rate me at all, or you think I'm actually competition for you. Because otherwise, why would that come out of your mouth? that makes no sense to me, right, okay, now I move away from this place, and you know, don't even I move away, I had already moved away, but she was my friend, so whenever like, you know, we used to go to this other area, yeah, she used to be there as well, we used to see her, whatever, I remember now, We're now living in a similar area, all of us, et cetera, et cetera. And the same girl at this time now, I'm not even dating the little pleasure P. I'm not dating Slickham, right? (laughs) Now I'm I'm moving up in the world, you know? Do you understand? I'm moving up in the world and I am dating somebody who is related to somebody who my sister is dating. Yeah, we dated brothers and... (laughs) I love him. I love him. Listen, I, I was a mess. <laughs> my love life has been shambles this day. But anyway, so now I'm talking to my guy and I'm dating him and he was actually a good looking guy. I think that this guy is calm and we are getting on. However, you know, in hindsight, and this might sound nasty, but it's not meant to be. Um, in hindsight, I you know, whenever you think about, could me and this person have worked? Was it just bad timing? You know what you do when you're single and you're feeling a little bit lonely, you start to deep every person you've ever been with, right? So I've done that in the past before. And this guy, you know, whilst I'm deep in it, I'm thinking, no, me and him could never have worked. And I'll tell you the reasons why I would never would have worked. I never would have worked with this guy when I am talking to you about my exes and the relationships I had and why we ended up the way we ended up however currently I'm talking to you about my friendships we may dabble deep and mix and match here and there but currently friendships anyway I'm dating my man right and the girl again once again once again she's perplexed apparently she's all like you know what I just don't get it I don't get how Tawonga gets all the good-looking guys. I just don't get it. Why don't you get about it, sis? What's the confusion here, sis? Why? Because you thought you were prettier than me. Therefore, you immediately qualified to get the best-looking guys. What are your thoughts, sis? You don't think personality matters at all in this situation, sis? (laughs) Automatic looks by you the best of wow, because that comment to me is so backhanded. It's so backhanded. It hurts, right? But what's confusing for me is me and this girl were genuine to me anyway, to me. I love this girl. We were besties. And one of my fondest memories is, and I don't know if this is, maybe it's just how maybe this person made me feel that this would be my fondest memory, right, but this is one of my fondest memories, me and this girl, were walking, we were walking somewhere, I can't remember where, but we were walking somewhere, and we used to talk a lot, tell each other stories, etc, cetera, etc, cetera. and I'm telling her my stories, and I was like, oh, I think I've told you this before, and she goes, yeah, you have, but it's okay, I want you to tell me the story again, and I thought, wow, does she care about what I gotta say, and that was one of my fondest memories, purely because of how she made me feel most of the time, how I felt a little bit like I was unworthy. And I wonder if that's the psychology behind why maybe I held on that friendship a long, for a long, long time. Because my sister, as you heard in that episode, some of the friends she didn't think were good for me right? <laughs> and she used to tell me straight to my face, so-and-so is not good for you, so-and-so isn't good, so-and-so is holding you back, so, and I used to be like, you don't know them, you don't know them like I do, I used to back my friends to the death, to the, or do, or do, I used to back my friends, right? But I wonder if my friends were backing me, because I feel like if you can say it out loud, look, we're in prettiness order, I don't care, and I feel like if you can say it out loud, um, how does Tonga get all the good-looking guys, I feel like if you can say a lot of nasty things out loud, then if that's what you think, then surely not, surely we're not friends, right, because I think in my life, I want to lift my friends up, and I'm not saying that I haven't said some shit in my life to my friends, and that would be a massive lie, right, <laughs> Like a massive freaking lie. But I don't think it was to the extent of we're in prettiness order and trying to insinuate that somebody's ugly. Right? Probably insinuate that you had a big head. Probably insinuated that you know what I mean? But I feel like to outwardly and blatantly say, I don't think you're good looking. By the way, I'm I don't think I ever did that. I think that's hitting below the belt. Um maybe I did actually. If I did. And maybe I did this to you. You should come on the podcast. And if I, if you feel like I'm talking about you and you're triggered and you want to say your side of the story, you should come on the podcast. Do you know what I mean? Because at, at the end of the day, what's the point of hiding? If you're displeased, then let's talk about it. I'm here. We can discuss it. <laughs> but yeah, now... You know, like I was saying, I really love this girl, but there were just certain things again that came out further in our, you know, in our friendship. I just thought, what the heck are you playing at? I feel like when it came to her relationships, all her relationships, I had her best interest at heart. I tried to back her. I tried to advise her. Maybe it wasn't welcome right? Maybe I got myself hurt in the situation because, you know, I probably was putting in something that she wasn't putting in. and I was expecting the same back, but I wasn't getting, I don't know. Right. But at some point when me and this girl and the other, our other friend, we now all mixed and we came, we became the closest of friends at some point, them two started to leave me out of situations. Now it was okay. Right? I feel like I'm capable of being sad and hurt by myself and not making a big deal out of it, but I don't think that's nice. And they used to go out to parties and not not invite me or tell me. They used to meet up with boys and not invite me or tell me. I understand that even if they did, the answer will probably be no. I feel like though, if you are in a tree of friendship, I feel like it's just courtesy to invite your friends. You know what I mean? I feel like it's just nice to just invite them anyway. Give them the opportunity to say no, because otherwise it does look shady and does look really weird. Right. Um But then the times when, you know, they didn't leave me out and we were doing things together. It still felt a little bit like. Somebody would be feeling left out. You know what I mean? somebody would be feeling a little left out and it wasn't ideal at all. But I think in the end, I feel like when you're, I was the oldest by the way of the grocery story of my life, story of my life. But I was the eldest and, you know, I feel like, you know, you can try to reason, you can try not leave anybody out, but I just feel like at the end of the day, it's a little bit inevitable, because if somebody falls out with the other person, you're calling the person who you haven't fallen out with, to ask if they're neutral, to, to ask which side they're going to be backing, and because these two started spending a lot of quality time together, they bonded in ways that I didn't bond with them, you know what I mean, I don't know if I'm making sense, but they had a lot more things probably in common, and a lot of things that they were willing to do and places they were willing to go that battled heavily with my morals that I wasn't willing or ready to go you know what I mean and there are a lot of things that I've gone against my morals but I've done them anyway so you know what I mean (laughs) so that's all happening but yeah I really love this girl I really get on with this girl I am at her house all the time I'm spending time with her all the time I'm bringing her into my like my loves and all these things and for the most part I was able to be myself but then there was also another part of me that kept myself to myself Because when my girl and my other friend got together, it felt a little bit like I was not accepted. Like they had, like I said, more things in common because of the things they're willing to do and whatever. Right. So if it felt like I belonged to neither, but both at the same time, it felt like when it was just me and this girl, we got on really well. If it was just me and this other friend, we got on really well. As a trio, there was a There was always some that how it felt like to me. There was always some competition, and I think I don't do well with competition like that, especially when I don't see that there is a competition or when I don't see that there's a need for a competition because we could all be friends, right? I feel like I'm probably gonna know certain secrets that my girl doesn't know, and my girl's gonna know certain things that I don't know. But I feel like to make each other feel like we don't belong, that's weird. Right, but then again, we were young, so, and I understand, and I, I, I suppose I accept a lot of things because we were young, we were impressionable, and yeah, and and probably our insecurities insecurities were rampant, right? But whilst you know this girl is being a little nasty and saying some under below the belt things, I'm trying to build new friendships. You know what I mean? Trying to build new connections. <laughs> But these new connections immediately revealed themselves to be very not good for us. Because even, even one other from my other friend, my the other girlfriend, the best friend, one of the best friend triangle, um, even one of them would go together to this other like new friend's house, you know, trying to make these connections. And all oh, this other girl would be is nasty about other people oh look at what this girl's wearing look at what this girl's doing oh my gosh did you hear that rumor about this that is draining that is draining it is really juicy at first at first it is juicy stuff but at some point it's like yo 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 yo, hold on if you are saying so many things about this person and so comfortably what are you saying about me Hmm? what's going on what's going on behind closed doors about me then when you're unimpressed about me what are you saying about me what are you saying? You know what I mean? So that definitely did not take off at all, right? But her brother was really fit at the time. I don't know about now, to be fair. <laughs> but at the time I was like, mm, spit on me. Even though he was younger. Maybe it was written in the stars that I would probably be a cradle stature because here we are, right? Here we are. But yeah. Um you know, and then the other friend now, the, the one who wasn't making the below the belt comments, but she was a little bit more sensitive, et cetera. Maybe both parties gave me what my personalities are. Cause I always say that I think I am both sides of the coin and both heads and tails, but one friend was really emotional and sensitive and in tune with her feelings. And the other friend was more, you know, detached and cold. So it seemed anyway, right. And that's both sides of my personality is, but I'm just the detached and cold side. I don't think is mean unless you draw that mean side out of me, then yeah, we can go. Yeah. I can say some stuff right with chest as well, because I probably won't regret the things that I'm saying. I don't usually apologize for the things that I say, especially if I've been warning you to shut your mouth. <laughs> This sounds really harsh, but it's happened in my adult years. Currently, where I'm going, you're starting to piss me off and the person just carries on and carries. And I'm like, yo, you're pissing me off now and they carry on to the point where I'm like, bro, I don't know who you think you're talking to. I am more HR and logical about it now, but I do say things and get things off my chest, but I'm not sorry about it. I'm not sorry about them. Gone are the days when I probably used to say things that I regret, but I don't think I ever say things that I regret, really. If it's coming out of my mouth, then... You know what I mean? I can only be sorry for how some things made somebody feel if I acknowledge and recognize and accept, right? That that's how I probably would feel as well. I understand why you feel that way. But if I don't understand, ah, you can explain it to me and I'll still be like, sorry, I'm sorry you feel that way. But <laughs> beyond that, I said what I said. Anyway, so, you know, This other girl now, she is a little bit more sensitive, a little bit more emotional. She's a reactor, but a reactor of her feelings constantly. So how home life is kicking off a little bit and she's the friend who used to ask me to constantly lie about where she is. Tell, your, tell my, if my parents call, you're with me. If my dad, you're with me. Like, oh, sorry, I'm with you. If my parents call, I'm with you. If this, I'm with you. Dad, say, I'm with you. And I'm thinking, bro, but I don't even know where you are. So it would be a little bit techie, right? It would be a little bit techie for me to actually be making these lines up because what are you actually up to? How can I protect somebody if I don't even have the full picture of content or, or context and you know what I've been raised to respect my elders in it so when I go in people's homes I may not like your parents frankly I may think that your parents are awful right but I will still respect your parents and I'll still be worried when your parents are not impressed with me because those are your parents I can't claim to love you if and and not respect your parents at the same time that makes no sense right so to me I'm thinking give me some context because I know your parents like me and your parents kiki kaka together but come to come to find out their parents were slugging me off that's so bad. <laughs> come to find out their parents were slugging me off I'm busy doing up I respect your mom and dad but the mom and dad are busy saying I'm the bad influence that's funny Cause Tawonga has got a podcast now, and it turns out I was trying to pull your kids on a straight and narrow, <laughs> but I'm the bad influence. That's really cute and really jokes. The injustices in this world are funny, but yeah. So one time there's an incident at one of these girls' houses. Right, we're at her house, and you know she's all like, "Oh, I think one of us. It's either me. I think me though, because I'm a foodie. More like, have you got food?" We got food? And she's all like, yeah, in the fridge. I'm sorry, that's an invitation to go and check the fridge. So I'm like, in the fridge? is all like, yeah, bet. So I go in the fridge and I open the door and I look at the fridge, right? I think the the mom or the dad or which sibling, I don't know, walked in. But the news got back. The news got back to the parents that the fridge was opened by me. It made headlines. <laughs> the parents had an issue, tell your friend, Tawonga, Yes, yeah, no, welcome here, she opened the fridge, the fridge, would you believe, yeah, but that's so funny, but yeah, the parents had this image of me, because I don't know what, I don't know what the kids were saying, because obviously, if a child keeps saying, I'm at Tawonga's house, oh, I'm not back for curfew, because I'm at Tawonga's house, and I'm gonna sleep around, and your parents are unimpressed, they're gonna blame me, they're going to think I'm the worldly one. They're going to think I'm the one who doesn't obey my parents. Like I'm the one who's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just tell your parents you're not going to go tonight. Just tell your parents you're going to sleep around. These times, I don't even know where you are. <laughs> Maybe I didn't have too much of a voice then, but I know for a fact I used to tell my friends. You, you can't be doing that. It's your dad. It's your mom. You can't be doing that. Right? but this is a conversation my parents are not ready to have yet because obviously having child out of wedlock then suddenly you are the (laughs) you are the whore you are the evil one but listen I know way too much I think I know way too much because frankly I don't think it's nice for your friends like parents to think that you are the bad influence, you are the person who is encouraging these people to do these things, right, these times you're at home for curfew, on the phone to pleasure P, right, getting a text, and wondering why you've got to make up this lie, you know what I mean, and every time I would be at these friends' houses, right, over time, it was a little bit of a cold shoulder, there would be hellos and highs here and there, but otherwise it would be quite cold, but That's interesting, isn't it? That these so-called friends are the ones who made that situation be like that. And when I would say, oh, your dad hates me. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Why are you gaslighting me for? You know, you and that I know for a fact, your dad is not fond of me. (laughs) Because when I walked in, your dad went upstairs. And he just looked at me and said, hi. And just went up and says do you even care to ask me how I am like he used to? And ask how my dad is like he used to. Yeah, he doesn't even care about my dad anymore. Something's off, something's shaky there, right? But that's a story for another day. That's a story for another day. Because once the friendship group started growing even more, we started expanding out there, it started getting more and more techie. Because I can for a fact say that I am not best friends with these people anymore, right? But I feel like it's lesson learned. And I feel like maybe the reason why I'm even like saying these things or maybe speaking my story, telling my journey. Yeah, the reason why I'm even telling my journey and I'm being so candid about it is because all of this is in hindsight. I didn't know what was happening at the time right? When you're young and naive and ignorant, you just don't know what is happening at the time. So when your friend is saying, make this lie up, you have no idea at the time that it's going to reflect badly on you. You just hope that your friend, right, keeps themselves safe and they don't get caught. These times, it's your reputation and it's your name that's been dragged dragged, um, through the mud. So, I think it's just because I think I know too much now of what happened in my friendships and in my childhood. And not long ago, I was um, down south and I caught up with one of the girls and she was telling me there was a whole incident that happened, a whole incident. And I think this is what opened my eyes, having this conversation with this girl, right? And by the way, everything is cool for me now. I hold no bad blood towards anybody. However, this is still my truth, no? this is still my story, no, I'm still involved, no, okay, cool, one of the girls told me that our other friend, because by this point, we had all disembarked, and maybe just gone our separate ways, outgrown each other, over time, we're reconciled, and things are now where they are, it's all good, life happens, people grow apart, yeah, but, One of the girls told me that when the whole situation, when the whole big bang happened, yeah, we'll get to that another day. But when this situation happened, my girl, one of the girls linked up with the other friend, yeah, and said that I was responsible for everything. Me, who wasn't allowed to go for sleepovers. Me, who wasn't right. I was the the mastermind behind this massive incident that happened. Me, that's mad. (laughs) Your secret keeper. (laughs) Even now, I'm not even saying the secrets that I was told to keep, really, right? I'm just telling you bits and bobs because I'm not telling you the nitty gritty of these people's secrets and I I won't, right? Right? I'll just tell you situations where I'm like, yeah, definitely here I was directly involved. But me, I get blamed for the whole thing. Tawonga was the mastermind behind it. She's the one who orchestrated it. Are you for real? When I'm the one who was like (gasps) shocked. Maybe that's why, you know what, I was talking to Laura this, today, um, I'm recording this, you know what, you don't need to know when I'm recording this, just think, you. all you need to know is it comes out on a Friday, right, but I was messaging Laura at some point and, you know, it kind of came to light that we probably came into, we probably got into HR because... We are. I think I'm more people based because human resources it's meant to be business and people in it. But most HRs are mostly leaning towards protecting the business. But I feel like the people are part and parcel with the business, so you've got to look after the people as well, right? Anyway, me and Laura was like, oh, maybe we got into HR just you know it's not verbatim what I'm saying, but we probably got into HR because we are for the people. We want to fight for the people and too many injustices out there. Do you know what I mean? Don't want to be the police. I don't want to be the police. I don't want to go to law school and be a lawyer, even though I feel like I would be so sick at it. But that's a story for another day. I'm pretty sure you lot have heard me talk about going to court. Yeah. How can I go to court and represent myself and win, please? How can I do that? But that's a story for another day. You understand, right? So I could be a really sick lawyer, a really sick barrister, but so I think the, the best, the closest thing, the, the, the easiest thing was probably HR. So here we are, I'm HR now. But yeah, um, I just find some of the behaviours or some of the friendship things that happened a little bit odd. I think when you revel, or you revel, revel? No, it's revel. When you revel in another person's pain or displeasure or dismay, when you are satisfied with that, that's strange. That's a strange behavior. And when you don't really care to check up on your friend, for example, when they're going through something, that's strange behavior, especially when this friend will back you. You know what Some of I used to back these people to their relationships back them, I used to go toe to toe, head to head with their boyfriends at the time when their boyfriends are being nasty to them, I used to step in between and stand up for these girls, the same girls, the same girls, who want to say I was responsible for orchestrating a a, a revenge, to to plot in revenge for what, what do I gain from that, Right? The same girls who wouldn't back it when people were talking smack about me when I'm not there, they didn't even say a word. When I say, "What did you say when they were saying that? When they were saying that hurtful thing about me?" Love, right? "What did you say?" And the girls would just say, "Well, I just I just laughed because obviously it was awkward." Yeah, it's awkward, all right? It's awkward that you don't even back it when I'm there, but I back it when you are there. No, sorry, you don't even back it when I'm not there. Right? But I will back you when you're not there and when you are there. I feel like it's scarier to back it when the person is there and you're standing between them and their boyfriend. When you're saying to their boyfriend, like when you're really going toe-to-toe with their boyfriend, I think that's more awkward. But one thing that I will say, because the series hasn't stopped, we're still going to be talking about friendships and uncovering some of the things that have heavily affected me over the years in my life. Some of these incidents, not currently, dealt with it gone to therapy and all that stuff and just no actually I think I just let them go because I feel like now I have seen what friendships feel like whether that's boy and me and a boy friendship or me and a girl friendship I feel like you know when somebody is genuine and somebody is real and it doesn't take the breaking down or pulling down on somebody to make yourself look great for you to feel great, or to have a great friendship, I don't think that's what it needs, I think we can empower each other, Um, I know that I have probably made some grown-ass people cry in my past, because I was so nasty um, to them, Um, like there was this girl, I said something to her, um, and I had one of the girls with me, the one that was, I would say, a little bit colder, right, Um, and I made this comment, and she was absolutely cracking up, me and her were dying we were in bits and like we were just in bits laughing right because we're laughing at this girl that I made this comment about and that was not very nice that was actually really mean in fact right but I think owning it is what makes the difference obviously I don't know where this girl resides down for me to hit her up and be like, remember that comment I made? That made you cry. I'm so sorry about that. And there was more than one person that I made cry. Like I admitted, I made a teacher cry. However, I feel like one thing that I never did was make up lies that one of my friends did something that they didn't do. One thing I never did was ask my friend to lie for me. One thing that I never did was probably put my friends in a sticky spot when it comes to money and then claim, ah. I think it needs to end here. Right? So I think that's why I'm just speaking my truth. It's just because I know what I did when I was younger and I know who I did it to. Right? When I do remember. But one thing that I know that I wasn't was a bad friend. I know that I wasn't a bad friend. But I know that with all my friends that I've been friends with, I've tried with them. But sometimes you just don't click anymore and you grow apart. Right I can't believe I've been talking for as long as I've been talking but let's continue this is the next solo episode because I think I could just speak on and on and because everything is linked everything that's happening in life is linked so it all crisscrosses I think I could go into this story and in that story and I could give you so many examples right but like I said if you think this is about me this and I just don't think it's right I think she's wrong about this come at me at me so you can come on the body so we can talk about it yeah I say body. <laughs> But let's talk about it. Let's be real and kind and vulnerable and open in real life. Because I hold no hard feelings currently when I'm saying all these things. So it's all looking back on my journey in hindsight. But if you're affected currently, I'm a mental health first aider now. So we can really talk about it and get into it. But yeah, the the boyfriends, some of the ex-boyfriends when it comes to that, then I had feelings, all of it, all of it. So the quote that I've got for you lot today says, "When the heart truly understands, it lets go of everything."
1: What I'm sorry the episode is over, but please tune in next week for another exciting journey.